On today's insights, everything you need to know about SEO. Today's episode is brought to you by Haley Marketing. Do you have too many job openings going unfilled? Is the solution to just spend more on job ads? Absolutely not. But to succeed in a market like we're facing right now, you need to take a different approach to job advertising. Forget post and pray, forget annual contracts. If you want to fill more of your open jobs, you need a centralized, data-driven, automated solution to managing your job spend. A solution that gives you more control and more flexibility. That's where we come in. With Haley Marketing's Job Advertising Management Services, we use programmatic software to automate your spending. So you save time, reduce wasted spend, and get more people applying to your jobs without having to spend more on advertising. For a free review of your job spend, contact us at 888-696-2900 or visit recruitmentmarketers.com. This is Insights. Welcome to Insights. Tips and best practices from the insiders at Haley Marketing. Insights will provide you with the tools you need to master your social media, digital marketing, and employer branding. Your hosts for Insights are Brad Biley and Matt Lozar. What's up? This is Brad Biley and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are we doing this week, buddy? We're doing well, Brad. How are you? Things are good. Things are going really well in Buffalo. Matt, we uh, went to a Blue Jays game last week with my wife. Incredible experience. I know you're thinking about going when the Indians come to town. If you can get tickets the next time they go on sale, highly recommend it. Very cool event in Buffalo. If you don't live in the northern part of the country, you might not realize the border's been closed for 15 months. It's been a while. So the Blue Jays can't go across the border. Families can't go across the border. And Buffalo's the positive recipient of Major League Baseball in their in their stadium downtown. And it's been really cool to watch and see as sports are coming back slowly, but surely. I would love to go to two or three more if I can. I think that's really the target. I just love being outside in the summer, Matt. You know, I work outside all day. Uh, Aside from recording this episode of Insights, I'll be outside for the rest of the day. It's just what I do. So you sit outside in the sun. It's we're, we're cold for nine months. There's no reason to not be outside when you can. In a separate life podcast listeners, Brad works eight hours a day outside. Beach in bar. like a manual yeah. labor job. Oh, beach bar or doing some sort of manual labor, sweeping a sidewalk, anything. That would be lights out. All right, man. Let's get to the show. Let's go. We have a very special guest on this episode of Insights. Instead of just coming on for one segment, we brought her on for the whole show. Prudence Shank, our SEO content specialist. Prudence, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's great to have you. What we wanted to do is talk about all things SEO. We brought you on because that's really your specialty area here at Haley. Before we get to probably five to seven questions that we've thought up for the show and maybe more that come through it, why don't you tell us what it is that you do here at Haley to help the team and also help our clients? So I have a background in search engine optimization, SEO, um, that I kind of parlayed into copywriting and moved away from SEO. I started at Haley Marketing about three and a half years ago as a copywriter after freelancing for Haley for four years. And then I moved into handling all of our static SEO for new website builds. 
So whenever a client comes on and they want a new website and they want SEO, I handle all of their on-page optimization for that site. Love the thought that you just said you parlay copywriting and SEO. That was an incredible phrase. And I'm going to steal something. I, I need to steal that framework so that I can say what I do when I tell people what it is I do. Throwing in parlay was incredible. We brought a writer on the show. She's going to make right. us sound dumb. Right. Yeah. Great, great use of the word parlay. So Prudence, get us started here. Basic question. What is SEO or search engine optimization? This is not a dumb question by any stretch of the imagination. I do this all day long, so I know what it is, but our clients certainly don't have to know what it is. Um, and I think sometimes they're afraid to ask. So excellent question. Search engine optimization or SEO is the art and science of setting up your website in a way that Google understands exactly what you do and how to rank your website in search results so that when someone is searching for your services, they can find you on that lovely little list that pops up on your phone or your desktop when you are looking for a new business or you have a question that you need to be answered. I think the common misconception is that pages just sort of show up because they do. Right. But it's so much more than that. It is an art and that's what you're doing behind the scenes. So when you get started with an SEO project, how do you get started? How do you think through getting a staffing firm to rank on those pages or, or rank on page one of Google? Right. So the first thing that I do is I pull a current, what we call a rank report that shows everywhere that a, a website ranks on page one, <clears throat> position one through 100. So page one through 10. And that is where I really start to see what kind of traction they have, what they rank well for, what they should be ranking well for and do not yet rank well for, and where there's opportunities to capture new rankings and move up rankings that should, that should be higher. So if someone ranks on page 10, for staffing agency in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but they should be a lot higher. That's something I need to pay attention to. So you're looking at those wins and then you're also looking at opportunity. You're looking Correct. at, okay, where are we one to three? And then where are we 70 to a hundred? And how can right. I manipulate that? Absolutely. Well, no, we don't manipulate an SEO. Poor word, poor word <laughs> choice. We never manipulate an SEO. That'll we, get you dinged every time. We strategically modify. We never manipulate in Haley Marketing's SEO. There are those black hat tactics out there, which you can try to, to game the system. But as someone once told me, Google is one of our overlords. We don't, we don't make them mad. And if anyone ever approaches you and says they can guarantee you number one rankings for anything that doesn't involve Google AdWords, pack it up and exit immediately. That is you. That is not anything anyone can promise in 2021. It's a super interesting point too. And I know just in the emails that I get, people are promising Haley Marketing can rank in certain areas. And in those companies, it's so clear that they don't understand what it is that we do. Otherwise, I wouldn't be receiving those emails. But it's always, how can we get on page one or how do we rank on page one? Prudence, what can we do? to increase our, our search volume or increase our rankings. If we are, you know, number 15, and, and I love the thought of using that rank report. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners right now who weren't aware that a rank report exists or that you can even pull that. If you'd love to see a ranking report of your staffing firm, or your staffing agency, please reach out to us. We'd love to help you generate one of those and help give you some of that opportunity. Prudence, let's say we're ranking 
15th for a word or, or you've identified a really good opportunity for a keyword, what do you do? Then what? Okay, so let me just preface this by saying, I never want anyone to get hung up on page one rankings for a very specific term. That is the wrong way to approach it. The, the goal of SEO is to get you targeted traffic for people searching for your services. So ranking number one for one obscure term or one term that you're kind of hung up on isn't the right approach. We want to, over time, increase traffic and increase visibility. That being said, we do our best to help you rank for important keyword terms. And we have very much success in that. The first thing is to understand is that keywords actually have to show up on your page. Um, sometimes people don't understand that. They, like, for example, people still search for temp agency and temps. And a lot of staffing companies do not like that language because it, they believe it has negative connotation. However, people still search for it. So you need to probably have the word temps, temporary temp staffing on your page. So we set up the page kind of top to bottom in a way that Google reads it. So you have a title tag at the top of your page that should have keywords in it. Then you have a meta description. Whoa, what's that? That's the thing that when you see your search results, the little description of the page that tells you whether or not you want to click on it, whether or not it's relevant to what you just asked Google. Then we optimize the page structure. We want to put keywords in headings. And we want to break up the copy so that it's readable. And we want keywords in those subheadings. And we want keywords naturally to appear in the copy. We don't want to stuff keywords in there. We don't want to use them repetitively. We don't want to sound like it was generated out of a bot. It needs to be written in a way that humans understand it and can read it and that Google understands it and can read it. You made a great point that there are still people searching for temp jobs or searching for temps, even though a lot of staffing agencies don't want to use that language. We put out an excellent lunch with Haley a couple of years ago called Staffing Messaging, Striking a Balance Between Human Readers and Algorithms. If you're interested in checking out that lunch with Haley, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. But that's essentially an hour-long presentation on Lunch with Haley's webinars on demand, where we talk about how to speak effectively to both humans and machines. And it's finding that balance between what Google wants to see and also what the average reader wants to see. Matt, I want to pass it to you real quick. We've talked about on-page SEO. We've talked about how to think through holistically we're driving inbound traffic, right? I love the, the thought of it's not about ranking one for just one specific keyword. It's more holistically, what are we doing to drive traffic to our website from sites like Google, Bing, Yahoo? Matt, is there an SEO element when it comes to job advertising? And should we be thinking through the same SEO strategies on our job listings? And Prudence, please feel free to add to this as well. Brad, there, there are pretty much, they're very similar strategies to what Prudence just talked about. And the two areas I really focus on, I'm going to build, I'm going to go backwards, but I'm going to build off of Prudence's, Prudence's point of keyword stuffing. And I'll get that question a lot of what can I do to help our job advertisements appear higher on the job boards or in Google? You don't want to just put keywords relating to that job in unnatural positions or just put a list of hashtags at the bottom or whatever ugly format companies may do out there to get them to get keywords to appear. You want them to naturally flow because if you write a well-written job posting, job description, job advertisement, choose your word, the words are going to appear in there. Like if we're hiring for a marketing position, we're going to 
say, you know, must be, you know, have, you know, great customer service skills or, you know, technical skills on Facebook and Google, although they will naturally appear. You don't want to just put social media in there at random places or content marketing in there. They will naturally appear in Google's bots will scan that and have gotten smarter over the years to ignore keyword stuffing and reward well-written content with keywords in it. When you're thinking through a job ad in, in Prudence, even on-page SEO, should you be thinking through one keyword for that page or is it multiple? And, and the, the, where my brain's going here is with job advertising, let's say I'm hiring a forklift operator. Well, it's also a heavy machine operator. There's other keywords and there's other phrases that you could call that job. Prudence, I'll pass it to you. Should you sprinkle in multiple keywords within that job advertising or should it really be focused on driving traffic for one? So um, my mantra is one page, one purpose. Google gets confused if you try to do too much on a single page. And it's kind of the same for a job ad. Jobs encompass a lot of different skills and a lot of different responsibilities. So they all need to be there. But you want to think about it as one purpose. If you're hiring a sales rep in Schenectady. You don't want to say sales ninja in New York. You want to say that you're hiring a software sales representative in Schenectady, New York. I mean, you need to be very direct. And when you think about it in a direct way, just like Matt said, it happens naturally. If you're not, if you're not overthinking it, it tends to just work better. One page, one purpose was gold. I love the thought. We talk on insights all the time about social media. Every post has a purpose. I love the thought of one page having one purpose. When we look at staffing and recruiting sites, when we look at websites across the uh, across multiple industries, if you don't know what the reason for that page is, it's so cluttered. Your candidates are going to leave. Your prospects are going to leave. They want a great user experience every time they come to your website. And from Prudence's point, one page, one purpose, I would challenge you to look at your website this afternoon, look at your services pages, look at your job ads. Can you very easily understand what the purpose is? If it's a blog post, what is the purpose afterwards? Are you funneling someone to a key page through a call to action? Or do you have five fly-ins and pop-ups that looks like a 1997 bad website? Think through this. And we need to make sure that we're strategic with that. Hey, it's Brad checking in real quick before we get to the rest of the show. Why should you trust Haley Marketing for your staffing website, SEO? Nobody has as much staffing and recruiting SEO experience as our team. We'll help you get found more often and dramatically increase traffic to your website. We do the technical work and write the content. Our services start with the technical optimization of your website code and content on your website. We'll leverage multiple technologies to complete keyword research, then develop a specific strategy to optimize your site. Want to know more? Interested in getting started? Give our team a call at 888-696-2900. And hey, tell them Insights sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Prudence, I got this question last week and I, I want to run it by you. And I think I know what you're going to say, but I'm, I'm going to ask it anyways. My competitors ranking X places above me for staffing agencies in Buffalo. Why? That is a complex question. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have enough time in this podcast to answer that question. That, that, well, and the thing, and I think the thing that that we that we need to keep in mind constantly when we're talking about SEO is that there is not one single 
silver magic bullet that works for everybody. Your staffing company is unique. You have unique strengths. You have unique focus. And even if you do the exact same thing as your competitor, you don't really. And we we kind of dig through that in, in our kickoff calls or whatever to dig through what you do differently. So instead of getting hung up on your competitor ranking number one for a keyword you really want to rank for, let's talk about how we increase your traffic overall. What are some other terms that we can capture for you. We might be able to bump you up over that competitor. We probably can, honestly, I'm pretty good at what I do, but let's not get hung up on that. Let's think about what's going to work best for your staffing company over the next three months, six months, 12 months, two years. I love that thought. And and Matt, I'm sure you get it all the time. I'm seeing other staffing agencies jobs listed on Indeed more than ours, or I'm seeing these jobs and I know they're from our competitors more than ours. What do you do in that situation, Matt? What what can we do in that situation? I think the the other point with job advertising, Brad, is really looking. It's writing good copy, but also looking at the job title. And companies are getting sometimes companies do a really good job with that, and sometimes companies don't do a good job with that. An example I'm looking at right now is a job where the job title is plastic extrusion operator. I'm sorry, what? Plastic extrusion operator. No one's ever going to... Same question? Right. We have to think like Indeed, ZipRecruiter as Google. It's a search engine. At the end of the day, you go to Indeed, you type in the job you want, and it brings you results based on whatever factors Indeed uses. So we have to use the data available, whether... It's from Indeed has a great platform for that. ZipRecruiter has something similar. Career Builder will have something similar. You could use Google data and move it over to Indeed. What are people searching for? At the end of the day, for that plastic extrusion operator, they're probably searching for a warehouse job. So even put plastic extrusion operator dash warehouse, the results will improve. So you have to use the data of what people are searching for. I think we talked about that earlier in the podcast, not what we're searching for. It's what people are searching for. And that's one of the things we do with the job advertising platform with programmatic software, where we'll change different job titles to do some A-B testing to determine what works better and what drives more applications, what drives lower cost applications. And that's finding the balance, right? It's finding a balance between human readers and the algorithm. It's understanding what people are searching for and trusting the data. And you might be your own best SEO specialist. You might know what your market is searching for just because of your longevity in the area. But it's also good to do that research. Like Prudence was saying, if people are still searching for temp jobs, don't be too proud to say that you offer temp jobs because that's what your audience is looking for. The example I have from last month's data is a company, they staff healthcare nationwide. Healthcare applications for RNs and LPNs are crazy expensive, but we did some testing. The original job title was registered nurse. The expansion job title that we call the test was RN. The RN brought applications that were $42 cheaper. Wow. That's a, I mean, RN and LPN applications are incredibly expensive, but it brought a couple more applications at a lower cost. So now you can go back to the team and say, okay, maybe we just put registered nurse 
parentheses RN or RN with the department in the title and use that data to our advantage, which takes time to optimize. And that's how it works in job advertising. I'm sure it's a very similar process to what Prudence uses as well with ranking reports. It's using that data to our advantage. It's not going to be the same for every single company because different cities are have different search factors. They have different industries, have different search behaviors, but it's using all that to our advantage to make sure you're getting that dedicated search traffic. And it's one of the things, you know, Brad Smith, our chief strategy officer has told me from day one, page one is great, but it doesn't really matter. We want to get that targeted search traffic to your page because also if you're on page one and you get a lot of people going to your site and then leaving within five seconds, that's going to hurt you a lot. But if I get a smaller amount of people going to my page and spending a lot of time there, Google says, oh, Matt's found what he was searching for. He's spending five minutes there, not five seconds. That was the answer to his question. You will get rewarded in the long run for your webpage for that. Matt, you caught a wave there, man. A lot of good stuff there. I blacked out. That's all the SEO. Matt caught a wave and went off on SEO on this episode of Insights. Prudence, let's give Matt a break for a second. He's going to need a glass of water there, maybe take a breath. I'd like to talk about position zero and the knowledge graph. And I want to paint an analogy really quickly and almost a story for our listeners who might not know what position zero in the knowledge graph is. My wife and I, we went out to Seneca Lake a couple of weeks ago. If you're a friend of the program, you know that I love craft beer. I like checking out new breweries. When you're in a new location, the first thing you do if you're into breweries, you're into, let's say pizza, whatever it might be, is you type in breweries near me. You're returned with what's considered the knowledge graph or position zero. You get a map of the closest breweries, you get some reviews, and you get what Google feels are the best breweries within a certain geographic radius. Prudence, can staffing firms also use that knowledge graph, use position zero to their advantage? Absolutely. Um- It is something that takes a little bit of time and you have to build a little bit of authority, um, which comes with time. Um, But if your website is optimized properly and if everything is going correctly, like, like Matt just said, if people are landing on it and staying on it and getting their questions answered, you will move up in that knowledge graph. Um, Again, time. If you are a brand new staffing company, you're not getting in there anytime soon. If you're an established staffing company and you open that up and you find yourself kind of way down the list a little bit, we can help you move up. We can focus on, you know, before I continue, let me just say something because this actually came up the other day. Yeah, go for it. We don't optimize for the term near me. That's confusing to people. And I understand why, because when you type restaurant in wherever it, it near me just comes right up. And I just sat here and said, if you want to rank, the keywords have to be on the page. Yep. And now I'm going to contradict myself and say, we don't optimize for the phrase near me. We optimize locally for cities, for towns, for geographic regions. And Google knows based on where the person is standing when they type that into their phone or their laptop or their tablet or whatever, what is close by and what is authoritative and useful and what other people have found useful. And that's how they generate the results. Prudence with position zero, how do we answer questions from companies who are in position zero, which is great, but don't get the traffic back to their site? Because if you're high enough on Google and I answer a question, a recipe could be an example, Brad's brewery example. Google does such an amazing job of answering the question I never need to go to the staffing agency's website or 
whatever company's website because I got the info I needed. Uh-huh. So you're answering the question, but the website isn't getting traffic. How do we? What's how does that work in the SEO world? Is I guess the best way to answer the ask the question. Yeah. So. That is an excellent question, and it makes a lot of sense, but the answer also doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, Google actually knows that when you get your question answered, you disappear. Like, who was the 32nd president of the United States? The answer pops right up. You don't need to click on a website. You just found the answer to your trivia question. Your friends are none the wiser, and life moves on. That doesn't mean that that website that ranks number one is ever going to drop out of there. They have to work on it a little bit, and we have to work on it a little bit. By continually optimizing your website for important terms, you can maintain that position. You also you also need to claim and optimize your Google My Business listing. That is a very key point that I somehow skipped over. In order to show up there, you got to have your Google My Business listing claimed and filled out completely and optimized. Highly recommend that. I think if you're thinking through your business, your organization, it's not just setting up Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, whatever social platform it might be. You also need to claim and verify that Google My Business because without doing so, they won't show you on that map. Prudence, let's talk quickly about reviews. How do reviews play into that knowledge graph and into position zero? Are we, should we actively try to drive positive reviews? And I want to have the disclaimer without gamifying it. You know, we obviously don't want to flood it with a hundred positive reviews that are fake, but should staffing firms be actively trying to manage their reputation? Yes. And, and not just for SEO, but because those reviews matter to people when they're searching, if they, if you have one review and it's one star, no one else is going to click. They're just not, it just, it doesn't reflect well on you. So that's ultimately going to impact your ability to maintain rankings if you have poor reviews. Also, it just builds trust. You're on Amazon, you're searching for something. It has a million positive reviews. You're much more likely to read about that product than you are if it has no reviews or or three stars or less. So you do want to continually be talking to happy employees and happy clients and asking them, for positive reviews. And again, not gamifying it and not gaming the system and not cheating. It has to be organic. Google is much smarter than it was 10 years ago. You could get away with buying those things. You can't anymore. And you always have to be very careful with anything you do with Google other than AdWords or anything advertising related through Google. You don't want to pay for anything. You're going to get dinged. Somebody's doing something behind the scenes that is not kosher. We do not manipulate. We are strategic in what we do at every step of the way. A lot of really good stuff here so far. I mean, I I, want to go back because I I think we we caught a different tangent and and we lost the whole, we don't optimize for near me. That was something that it it, it sparked a light bulb moment for me. Obviously, I I know in, in working with different clients and individuals, I'm not optimizing for near me, but it hadn't dawned on me that Google is just tracking where my phone is. So when I search for breweries nearby or breweries near me, it's physically just looking at where I'm standing and looking at my phone and saying, well, Brad, here are three within a five mile geographic radius that have really good reviews. People seem to frequent them often. They have really good on-page SEO. They have this authority. Um, Their business hours, they're open right now. So you could go there if you want to. And it's using all of that SEO data built on Google My Business data built on just where I'm standing to, to return that result. 
that was a really interesting light bulb moment for me. Prudence, I'm going to ask you the million dollar question here. If I want to get started with SEO, it's June 10th when we're putting this out. I'm sorry, June 9th when we release this episode. When can I expect results? <laughs> Again, this is, it's a simple question with not a simple answer. Um, so let's start with if you're a brand new staffing company and you have a brand new domain, you're likely not going to see any organic traction in rankings for at least six months. And at that, it's probably just going to be your name. It could take a year or more. And that's because trust, what we call authority, is very important with Google. You could be the most trustworthy business owner on the face of the earth, but Google doesn't know that. You just popped up. It needs time. It needs to see new content and that people, you know, people you direct to your website are spending time there. It, it You need to build traction. So if it's a new website, it can take a year or more. If it's an existing website and we've done everything correctly, what we want to see is an upward trend in three areas. First, rankings. We want our rankings to be going on an upward trend line. If our rankings are going on an upward trend line, our impressions should be going on an upward trend line. How many times is your website showing up for queries that people have typed into Google? If your rankings are on an upward trend and your impressions are on an upward trend, guess what's next? Traffic. Traffic should be on an upward trend. So there's no real like set KPIs that we look for. We have clients, I, 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 I'm happy if I see like a 10% increase with an existing website. That doesn't sound like you're setting the world on fire, but if you have come to the table with serious rankings, that 10% increase is huge. Absolutely huge. Um, it's, it's really, that's why we do those baseline reports. You wanna see where you're starting. And then we do another one um, at 30 days, 90 days and 180 days. And I watch those trend lines and see what's happening. And if we're going the right direction, guess what? You've got new candidates and you've got new customers and everything is, is going well. Um, but there's no, hey, in three months, you're gonna rank for 500 keyword terms on the first two pages. We can never promise that ever. What we can promise is that we will set up your site correctly so that Google understands what it's about, so that you will increase your rankings and that those three prongs that I talked about are working in tandem to get you where you want to be. One thing that I love that you said there is that you're looking at 30-day, 60-day, 90, and 180-day reports to see what's happening, to look at that progression. So many times when I'm talking to individuals throughout the industry and, and even outside the industry, you know, and working just with local businesses or just in talking with other business owners, it's thinking through their SEO. They think it's a do it once and then it just sort of works. You, you, you buy a car and the car just runs. You don't need to do anything to it. You don't need to, you know, add gas. You don't need to check the oil. You don't need to do all these other manipulation, right? Air pressure and your tires. Ongoing SEO in a, in a su successful SEO strategy isn't just doing it once, letting the site go live, and then forgetting about it for five years when it's time for your next website. Prudence, how often should we re-optimize on-page copy? Is that something that we should look at monthly? Is that something that staffing firms should be consistently looking at? So re-optimization, taking a page that already exists and tweaking it a little bit, is something you can do once a quarter. I do not recommend doing that 
any more frequently. And frankly, six months is probably better. You always need to give Google time to adjust to any changes that you've made. And if you start panicking, I mean, again, it's this is the distinction between SEO and a pay-per-click campaign. You get real-time data with pay-per-click. You can make adjustments. You can A-B test. You can tweak along the way. With SEO, it's a slow boil. You got to let you, you gotta let it do its thing and then assess what's working and what's not. What you can do weekly, monthly, as frequently as you want is add new pages, add new blog posts, add specialty pages, beef up an old page that, that only has two or three sentences on it. You can make that more robust. You can add location pages if, you, if you're entering new markets or you serve five or six markets, add location pages. You can, you can do that all day, every day. And that's actually really good because Google's number one ranking factor, all other things aside, is fresh and relevant content. So if you've got that covered and you're doing that regularly, Every quarter, every six months, go back and look at your other pages, see how they're doing, see what we could, you know, tweak here and there, but don't get too hung up on that. If you want to get hung up on anything, get hung up on making new content. You said one page, one purpose a little while ago. I love the thought of having a massive services pages that says, Hey, here's everything we do. But if you click any of these, it actually expands into a new page and it goes into more detail into what we actually do. Having one specific page for every single vertical that you're a part of having one specific page for the type of staffing that you do, that's the type of um, placements that you do, having the type of industry or niches that you service. Matt, we talked about content on Insights quite a bit in the last couple episodes. When we think about every post having a purpose, it's about having great, fresh content. We typically talk about it, though, in answering, answering the right question at the right time. It's thinking through, okay, if you're going to answer a question, if someone on the internet's going to answer a question, why not us? Why not be that authority figure? Anything you want to share in terms of adding fresh, unique content on the blog on a weekly or monthly basis? Building off what, what Prudence says, the fresh and relevant content on the blog, it could be recruiting side, it could be new business sales side, it keeps your website relevant and it fuels your content strategy as well. So not only is it helping with, with SEO, with search engine optimization, if you're posting a blog a week, four blogs a month, that's 50-ish new pieces of content that Google is seeing that will help in those ranking factors, especially if you're a new website. The Recruitment Marketers website is a perfect example. We launched at the end of 2020. It takes time for it to, to grow because it's a competitive term. It's a brand new website that Google has no idea if it's good or bad. So you need to keep adding blog content to that site. So if you have a new website that helps with your SEO and your strategy there, but also it fuels your email marketing. It fuels your social media content strategy to where you can continue to share that content, repurpose that content to reach your audience. And then also they can come back to your site. And um, I just wanted to add that the clients that have the best success with SEO, with Haley Marketing, are the people who invest in creating ongoing relevant, fresh content. There is no, there are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The people that, that invest the time and the effort are the ones that reap the rewards. So, you know, unfortunately, like I said, there's no silver magic bullet I can throw at you and say, you're going to do amazing. The silver magic bullet in a sense is creating new content. And it's hard for companies to sometimes accept that because They'll say, nobody's reading my blogs or no one's calling us about our blogs. And 
if you take a step back from the staffing agency world, your day-to-day world, when's the last time you went to any website and called up the company because you saw a great piece of content on it? We just don't do that. But the content marketing, you have to believe in the long game that we've been talking about a lot on this podcast where it just, it helps with the fuel and it helps continue that upward momentum to where Prudence talks about 10% growth doesn't seem like a lot, but you want it like your financial portfolio. I mean, we might not be only buying Bitcoin like Brad or it's, it's going to the moon, but if your portfolio is going up steadily, we're happy about that in 20, 30 years, just like our SEO. Listen, if you want digital marketing advice, I'm your guy. If you want to talk about investing in crypto, please do not listen to this show because I am not the right guy for that. I've made some poor decisions. I've made some okay decisions. Please do not strap your your future into the rocket ship that is Brad Biley's investments. Prudence, I got one more question for you. Really appreciate everything that you've shared. I think this is going to be one of those episodes where listeners go back and listen multiple times because there's so much good information that it's really going to be hard to listen to just once and capture it all. So please feel free to press press replay, share this with your team, share this with your, your colleagues from throughout the industry. Prudence, I have one more question for you. We talked a lot about the words on a page. We talked about the use of strategic keywords and strategic elements on pages like services pages. We talked about them on job advertising pages in in Matt's respect. Do search engines also understand the images that you put on a website or is SEO really just the words that you use in terms of the actual copy? Well, no. And we have to remember that Google is a bot. Um, And so it doesn't see pictures. It sees code. And in that code are words and terms. So when you slap an image on your blog post, for example, you need to tell Google what that image is, and it should be relevant to what the page is about. It is okay to name a picture of a dude holding a pen as administrative staffing. That's fine. It doesn't have to literally say what the picture is about. In fact, it should include keyword terms for the page that you're trying to target. You need to be strategic about it and sensible about it, just like everything else. It needs to be direct, brief, brief. You don't want to make an alt text that's like five paragraphs. That's not going to get you anywhere. Um, but it should it should include keyword terms. And again, I think we haven't touched on this, but just want to mention SEO is also technical setup of your website, but that's another podcast for another day. It's not just about the words on the page. Those need to be there. Those are helpful. Google has to learn what your website is about before it knows how to rank you, but your site also has to be set up technically correctly. Again, another podcast for another day. Prudence, I want to thank you so much for coming on this episode of Insights and sharing your insights with us. Again, I think this is going to be one of those episodes that we find listeners go back and listen to multiple times because of the facts and insights that you shared throughout this presentation. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was fun. If you have any other questions about SEO for your staffing or recruiting firm, you can check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators. You could also watch Staffing SEO Strategies to Dominate Your Market by visiting LunchWithHaley.com and clicking on Webinars on Demand. That's a completely free webinar that we had recorded a little while ago that talks about, again, what matters most to stay relevant in search engines. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we'd love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. Have a question for us? You could tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info 
at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You can check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators. To my podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.